I love how the Lord ends the gospel that we just heard. Did you catch it? He refers to his apostles and all his disciples as little ones. Even though we celebrate adulthood and we enter into that phase of our life, we must always remember that before God, we are always children. We are his little ones who need him for absolutely everything. And you and I know that when we forget that, that's when we get into trouble. That's when we kind of fall off the tracks. So what a beautiful reminder uh, to take into our week. I want to take a moment to welcome all the visitors that have joined us here this Sunday. God bless you. We always are very blessed to have you with us, and we hope you'll come back and join us another time. So come, Holy Spirit. You and I need the Holy Spirit to deepen our understanding of the Word of God, the Word that we have just all heard together, and also, and this is more important, to live the Word that we have just heard. So St. Paul reminds us that when you and I were baptized, something happened, that we were baptized into the death of Christ, who died on the cross to our sin, that in coming up out of the water, we might live a new life in Christ, which is a life unto God. And so when we come into the church, we dip our fingers into that water, and we are to remember this, and we make the sign of the cross. But Jesus reminds us in the gospel, if you and I are going to live this new life, the cross has to be part of our daily Christian life. Unless you pick up your cross daily and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. This is why a crossless Christianity does not make sense. To follow the Christian life without the cross would be a false gospel because there's always going to be the need to lose the old life to die to things that are not of God and the way of the gospel. This symbol is not just a reminder of what God did for us, how far Jesus went in his love to save us. This symbol is also a reminder 
that this is to be the shape of my Christian life. And what does this mean, this this shape of a cross? Like Jesus to be completely surrendered and given to God so that I can be generous in self-giving love, self-giving love for others, especially serving the growth of faith and the maturity of Christ in one another. And this leads us to the other part of Christ's teaching. This will require a reordering of our loves where God is love first and everything else comes into a rightful place with God. So Jesus says, he who loves father or mother, daughter or son, and we can put anyone in there, brother, sister, parents, friends, If we love anyone or anything more than God, we cannot be the disciples of the Lord. We will not be able to live this magnanimous calling of God upon our life to give our lives generously in self-giving love. Let me give you a few examples. We all enjoy a good game. And I remember years ago, it was the football season, and my team on this Sunday was going to play a critical game. But it was God's will for me to do something else after Mass, and that was to bring communion to three people who were in the hospital or sick at home. And so here I am in my car. Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is right here in my pocket, close to my heart, and God's will is to do this mission. And I cannot tell you how many times I was tempted to turn on the radio and to, and to tune into the game. And it was like Jesus was right there in the car with me saying, do you love me more than this game? More than football? And I died a thousand deaths in that car. Every mile I was going, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, I do. And the joy and the peace of loving God's will and staying in it and being in communion with Jesus in the car was of greater joy than the joy of my team winning the game. They won that day, by the way. Another example. What a gift is our family and our friends. And of course, we love them. And, the, and this relationships that we have are such a gift. But what if the will of God would hurt a friend 
or a family member? What if they would not agree with something God is asking of us? When I made the choice years ago to become Catholic, this hurt my mother very deeply. She was Lutheran, and she raised us in the Lutheran faith. And now my life is taking a different direction. And it was, it was a moment of testing. Do I love God more than my mother? Am I going to allow her feelings and her opinion to go before following God's will? And I'm so grateful for the victory of grace in the Spirit that allowed me to stay firm in that choice. And in, and in witnessing my love for God in His will, I was actually loving my mother greater than if I had caved in to her feelings and her opinion. What happened? Several years later, my mother becomes Catholic. Sometimes we need to just follow God's will and trust the Lord that He will bring good out of it. In fact, every one of my family became Catholic eventually. Who could have ever thought that would happen? Another example. What a gift many things are that we enjoy in times of leisure, when we are just relaxing, like fishing. Years ago, I loved fishing. And it was, one day I was up north fishing off the shore, and I was pulling in those sunnies right and left. And then a car drove up and a man got out and he wanted to talk. I did not want to talk. And he kept wanting to try to start a conversation. And I was annoyed. And I was feeling like, would you go away? Can't you see I'm fishing? And so now he gets the, he gets the message and he drives away. I'm walking back to the cabin with my stringer of fish. And the Holy Spirit convicts me. Yeah, look at that. You got all those little fish on there, but you lost the big one. In other words, what God wanted to do in that encounter. It was like God was saying, do you love my will more than fishing? Are you willing to lose your life in order to be open to what I want in the moment? And so I'm just going, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please give me another chance. The next night I'm back out there fishing, and I'm not catching a single fish. And suddenly a car pulls up. Yeah, you know where this is going, don't you? A guy gets out, and now I'm aware of what God is doing. And so we start this conversation, and within minutes, 
The pain comes out. This, this young man starts sharing with me struggles that he's having in his marriage, some struggles he's having with some of his children. And it was beautiful how the Lord ministered to him in that moment and how he left encouraged and comforted. If I had clung to fishing, if I had not been willing to die on the cross to this simple pleasure, that would have never happened. And now I'm going back to my cabin with an empty stringer, but happy that I caught the big fish. And I will make you fishers of men. God's will was done. A very simple, short, small, final example. I had mass with our youth this past week. The whole week they were at camp. It was called Carlo Camp. It was a young 21st millennial saint, or a, a young man who's going to be canonized, a saint. He died at 15 years old. An ordinary boy, two cats, four dogs, and a lot of goldfish. He loved soccer, loved to play video games with his friends, Super Mario, Pokemon, so forth. I asked the youth what stood out and inspired them about this young man. One of the things they mentioned is that he limited himself to one hour a day to play video games on his computer. One hour. Which means that if I were to put this phone on the floor and put my foot on it, he was master of technology. It didn't rule him and enslave him. He was in complete control of this simple blessing, but he kept it under control so he could live his life generously in all the other moments of the day. He was generous to the poor. He served the faith community in amazing ways, and he did a lot for his family. Many people, I can put this up here, it's master over our life. We are not in control. This is in control of us, and this is what diminishes our capacity to be present to others, to have deep, meaningful connections and relationships. This is diminishing this magnanimous calling to live generously, self-giving love. How inspiring that a 15-year-old boy had this completely under control to serve his Christian life. My dear friends, is there anything in your life or mine where we are in bondage, where we are enslaved, that is taking over our life, and therefore we are not free to live self-giving love, generously for God and others. Let's put those things on the altar this morning. Amen.